0: It's not in the NLT, but in the original language, the king sits down as well, or the builder sits down as well. They, they both, when they when faced with an issue, they they sit down, and are we going to be people who will, whether wherever we are in this process, this life of discipleship, will we be people who, who just take a moment, or take a month, and just say, where am I? I'm going to sit down and assess my life of discipleship, and how I'm aligning with what Jesus' call really is. I'm going to... Am I going to be willing just to stop? That we're so busy. We're so busy. You guys are, I know how busy many of you are. And I know that in order to, to sustain your life, you already have to be thinking about tomorrow, like right now. <laughs> and it's, it's hard. Where do we carve out the time to stop and, and to sit down? When, 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 do, we, when do we actually reflect on our own lives when do we reflect on the situation around us on on jesus's call upon us on jesus's resources that he's provided us when do we when do we actually stop and reflect on that and and, and for so many of us like like the builder and like the king ultimately they had to come to a decision we build we fight or we don't we we send a, an ambassador how to, how challenging it is for us to even sometimes in our lives just come to a Point of decision. I, I, if you're anything like me, I can have something going on and I need to make a decision about it, and I just say, uh, I don't have to make it yet. I'm making that later. And I got to make that one today, but I can put that one off. And decision making is hard work for those of you who have to make a lot of decisions. It can be wearisome. And sometimes making decisions that are about our faith as well can just get pushed back, and just get pushed aside. And if I just kind of keep going in this this sort of treadmill of Christian faith, kind of moving forward and going back at the same time, not really going anywhere, I'm sustaining sort of, and it's just hard to really make a decision. But but Jesus invites us. We got to make some decisions. We got to sit down. We got to reflect. We got to decide. the The beautiful thing is that 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 good things happen when we do this. And I, and I just it didn't take me long just to think about a number, and I just want to share a couple of things with us. But as we begin to live into this, and as we begin to to to, to not only know what a life of discipleship looks like, but to actually enter into it and and to, to, to reflect upon it and to own it and to decide it and to by the grace of God move into it then some beautiful things begin to happen i think one of the things that that we can we can know is that when we have entered into a life of discipleship like this when we have not just pressed the agree button but we have read the fine print and we have decided that this is the life that we desire this is the life that we know god has called us to resourced us to live into and is inviting us to to be a part of then, then we can know that when the, when the challenges to our faith come, we will stand firm. Because my, my conviction is that when, when we are disciples in name only, when our faith is just like a, a, a tag that we put on ourselves or like a, you know, a status on Facebook or whatever it is, then when the challenges come, when the temptations come, when the difficulties and the questions and the doubts arise, then that sort of nominal in name only faith will crumble. It will come falling down in a heap. But when we have when we have wrestled, when we have examined the ang- every angle, and when we have when we have reflected on our own life, and when we have decided, then when those challenges come, I I, I think our faith has such a higher chance of surviving. Not only surviving, but thriving in the midst of it. There's a difference, right? There's a difference between ah and yeah, this is who I am. Regardless of what comes at me, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to live. When we... When we count the cost of our faith, we can also, another beautiful thing happens, we begin to realize that that we're not just just committing ourselves to to be a better person, to some some self-discovery or some personal adventure. We're committing ourselves to a God who is even more so committed to us. When we reflect on this invitation, when we count the cost, what we realize is that there's a God who has already counted the cost as well and and decided in our favor. In fact, Alex, put that next passage up from Philippians 1.6. I am certain that, read this with me, would you? Some of you who have fallen asleep, this is a great time to wake up. I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus returns thank you i couldn't remember if it was comes or returns <laughs> god the one, god who began a good work in you he will be faithful to complete it when you reflect on this life of discipleship whether uh, should i what uh, it's more than just i'm i'm all in it's i'm all in because god's all in When I go all in, I discover that God is already there to meet me. The one who began this good work in you is faithful, and he will complete it. In fact, that next passage, go to the next one, Alex, from Philippians as well. It reminds us just of how deeply God went uh, to show his commitment to us. Speaking of Jesus, now, though he was God, you can read it with me if you want, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. This, This God who counted the cost, and the cost would be total identification with humanity, Total submission to death. Yeah, this this God counted the cost and he decided he was in. When we count the cost, when we we consider it all, we become awakened to this idea. Not this idea that 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 God is is already there. He's all in. But here's the last thing. As you're as you're thinking about this, I. We're not going to have an altar call this morning, because it would be sort of, you know, antithetical to this whole passage. But there is going to be people here that you can come and pray with, but but my, my, my hope today is that when you get ready to leave, that your personal prayer will be, God, help me to think about this. God, help me to reflect a little more deeply on my own life of discipleship. Help me to think... Uh, Help me, to, help me to find some time to stop and sit down and to, and then help me, God, as I work through that process to come to a place of some new decisions in terms of how it is that I want to live into my life for you. This, here's the last thing. When, when we count the cost, friends, when, when, we, when, we, when we really decide to be people who have gone through these steps, then, then we become... People who, whose faith can not only stand up among difficult circumstances, but we become people who this world desperately needs. This this week, the tragic boat accident, as we awakened on Monday morning, I think it was, and and uh, just the. The story that many of us watched, it just kind of unfold in the news outlets over the week, as lives, you know, were lost and people identified, and the whole—it's a tragedy of that. I remember as we gathered actually here on Wednesday for prayer, uh, for our first Wednesdays um, prayer times. There was a there was Uh, a a vibrancy in the fact that we were coming together before the lord in prayer but there was a heaviness as we thought about the hurricane as we thought about this tragedy as we thought about and and for as we thought about we thought about high winds that were coming and hot temperatures and high fire threat and all these kinds of things there there was just kind of like memories evoked and just a heaviness even on our hearts. And I don't think that was just here. I think that, you know, if we were attentive or reflective at all throughout the week, many of us sort of sort of felt that. Well, again, another tragedy in our community and, and the heaviness of this sort of thing that we're facing. And, and then, beyond that, so many of us know people, and we are people, but we know people who are going through such difficulty. Whether it's a health concern, or whether it's a financial concern, whether it's a a family division. we we know people both inside the church and outside the church who are just i mean the the weight is on. the burden is enormous. and, and we're just we're just aware of that. and I, I just I was reminded even as we prayed that of this this one worship band that we we sing a lot of their songs and we uh, we kind of listen, I listen to some of their songs and albums and one of the one of the phrases that their worship leader says a lot uh, is is just this little phrase. He says, "Hey, change the atmosphere by your praise. Let's let's change the atmosphere by our worship, even right now. Let's 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 see the atmosphere. Just kind of, and let's experience the atmosphere change as we offer ourselves to the Lord in in worship. And 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 that that's been a little bit interesting to me because I don't all know exactly what he means, but I like the idea. And I like the idea that not only as we gather as the people of God for worship and our singing and our prayer, can we, can we change the atmosphere among us and can we experience, as we sung this morning, the, the Spirit of God invading our hearts and our lives and transforming and renewing, but as we're people who have counted the cost and allowed the Spirit to invade us, then we go into a world, a world that's broken by tragedy and devastation and abuse and division and violence. And and perhaps we become people who can change the atmosphere as the Spirit is at work in us and through us. When we count the cost, we become people who become available to God that He might change the atmosphere in the world in which we live. So, like I said, I'm not... I, if at some level our emotions have been tugged then that's great but at another level i'm hopeful that we would all go from this place today simply asking god how do i need to how do i need to think about this how do i need to respond how, i want to hold my life up to this grid this grid total allegiance total sacrifice total detachment i just want to hold my life up see how it looks where am i falling short help me jesus help me spirit i know you're not throwing me out if i haven't got there yet but but help me get there and i want to know how i can do it better as you enable me with your grace let's be thinking and reflecting and responding kind of people today Let's stand together, can we? We're we'll to invite our worship team to come. Lord, we're just so grateful for your goodness and uh, grateful for this invitation, grateful for the, uh, the clarity with which you speak, Jesus. We're thankful that you're not uh, a bait and switch sort of Lord. You're not one who would just kind of tr- trick us and, 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 and lead us off, off track, but, but you're one who just wants to make it very clear. And while we realize that there is a place and a space for any and all of us, regardless of where we are in our path of discipleship to, to come before you, we also, we also realize that, that your desire is, us, is for us to continue to walk along this path and to become people who are more and more conformed to, the, to your own image, Jesus. And so help us to do that. Help us to do that, and as we do, may we recognize and become aware of all the amazing provision that you have in mind for us. We give ourselves to the task of counting the cost. We give ourselves to you today, Jesus, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.